If you've been curious about where the internet is headed, where the digital landscape is headed, where humanity in the world is headed at large, you're really going to want to listen to this episode. Basically, we are headed into a world that can be described in one answer with two elements, immersive yet digital. We're already in an immersive world, but not digital. This is biological. This is cosmic and otherworldly and we haven't even gotten to the bottom of what this world has to offer and we're already seeing people that are really wishing to check out and go into this fully immersive digital world did you hear that a super yacht that only exists inside the metaverse inside a game that has a string of let's say a hundred private islands which have all been purchased so far that this one-time NFT super yacht sold for $650,000, roughly 149 Ethereum coins. On top of that, you have the rise of digital influencers. Influencers on social media that are not human, AI-driven, bot-driven, or human-driven, but the avatar is completely digital. There's such a rise in these kinds of influencers that that has led this one person to create the virtual influencer agency group to manage all the money and tokenized economies that will be run through these kinds of agencies real estate in the metaverse and in this sandbox if you will is going like gangbusters and some of it is even connected to real world property and property values this is really interesting adidas and nike is also hopping into creating basically fashion spaces and different hangouts that are only in the virtual world. So we are in for something really, really new in the coming decades that many of us think that we might be able to avoid. I would like to give some solutions that don't make the digital world seem like the enemy and the biological world seem like the only sane thing to do here. Perhaps the species really is splitting in two, like I predicted more than 10 years ago. Not that I love predictions, but I did say I think the species is splitting in two. I think one will go more biological, one will go far more technological. And with that, we will start to see that the world that we are living on is going to start supporting two completely different, not races, but offshoots of the same species. I do believe that there is a silver lining to all of this. You have to wait until the end to get that. And with that, if you want to know the future of humanity in this new technological world, smash that like button, comment below, subscribe to the channel, please share this video out far and wide. That's the best thing you can do and get ready for this microdose of infinity. Welcome back. Buckle up. The world is getting weirder. If you haven't seen Spielberg's new film, it's called Ready Player One, go watch it. It's on HBO. It will definitely lay out some ideas of what's right around the corner. Some of it is not right around the corner, but it's definitely moving in that direction, humanity-wide. The main thing I want to say is we are moving into a highly digital world. The metaverse is looking more and more like The Matrix. You're hooked up to this fully immersive thing and you don't have to leave your room. You have everything you need right here. You can even see this in Mitchell's versus the machine when all the humans are being put in these tiny pods 
and they're going to be there forever, shot out into space. But the silver lining is they have free Wi-Fi. And they're all like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Unfortunately, some of this actually feels like it is turning into not fiction, but reality in this world. So watch Ready Player One, get a taste for what it is that I'm about to share with you. And with that, I think this is the dawn of Agenda 21, but I'm not going to bore you with conspiracy. You want to know about the digital shit, so let's do it. A group called Republic Realm created the Metaflower Superyacht. It's a pixelated hangout space that just sold for 149 Ethereum coins or 650,000 US dollars. The group Republic Realm, which deals with investment, development, infrastructure, and innovation across the global metaverse and NFT ecosystem, is an example of what the Internet 2.0 or spatial web that I've been talking about for a while now is turning into. It's a digital-only universe of places to hang out in gamer fashion, but will extend to non-gamers that simply want to hang out in otherworldly realms and maybe live outside the laws of Earth. One could eventually live in Westworld or Hunger Games without actually breaking laws of murder or rape because it's no different than Grand Theft Auto. It's just a fully immersive video game that doesn't affect the humans here on Earth, or so we think. Big brands like Adidas and Nike are also hopping on this digital world bandwagon. So there's an interesting aspect to this that I don't think many people are thinking of, at least not lay people. The big businesses are thinking of this for sure, and that is neuroplasticity. Your brain can augment itself in light of new stimuli or environmental stressors. If you go blind at some point, your visual cortex is still there. It can then, if you train it to, adopt auditory cues and turn them into a visual landscape, like a, a digital landscape, if you will, that you can see around corners and do things that you can't just with your God-given eyes. And many people think that this really means that what can happen if you put on these heads-up goggles and have a haptic suit on, so your auditory and your visual fields are completely immersed in something that is not this world, other people aren't experiencing it, you're just in a digital world experiencing it. Then if you wear a haptic suit, this game can send you senses to your body. Yes, we know two-thirds of the internet is porn, and this kind of technology is going to be like gangbusters. But another thing on top of that is going even deeper. Have you noticed all the IPOs in the psychedelic space? All the publicly traded companies that are getting into not just psychedelics, but ketamine, MDMA. Eventually these cocktails that might come across as this kind of soma. So you go into this game and you have this little thing that can somehow inject itself into you at the right moment. If you get this reward inside the game, then it will give you these sensations. It'll cause this buzzing feeling all around your body. And then MDMA and ketamine start to kick in at just the right dose for you. And you have this fully immersive experience. Do you think neuroplasticity is not going to kick in at that point? It's definitely going to kick in. Meaning after a certain amount of time, evolutionarily, we will become more adapted to being fully immersed in the metaverse than we will in biology. At that point, what species are we really? Like I said, I do think the species is splitting in two. It's already started. 
Every one of us already uses Google, we use our phones, we use our smart devices more than we go out and investigate in the outside world. More people read from the internet than they do in books. And this has happened in the blink of an eye evolutionarily. So is this going to cause some problems? Potentially, is this headed somewhere that we have no clue where it's actually going to take us? Potentially. I want to go deeper into this and I'm going to try and give you some solutions at the end that hopefully won't scare the shit out of you. Check out these digital influencers like FN Mecca. He's a rapper. He's also selling NFTs for quite a pretty penny, things that only exist in the digital space. And there's Mikkel Souza. She is a computer-generated avatar, and you can follow her on Instagram. She has over 3 million followers. FN Mecca has 10 million TikTok followers. This is the rise of digital-only avatars. Social media influencers that are bot-driven, AI-driven, or human-driven, but you are not seeing their human self. This has created such a trend that it led Dudley Neville Spencer to create the first virtual influencer agency to manage the business affairs of human and bot-driven social media avatars. And if you haven't noticed that when 4K or UHD TVs came out, the look and feel of movies changed from something that was very cinematic to something that almost looked like a soap opera. You could see the acting, you could see the digital effects in there. It looked more fake after a certain point. That coupled with 100% animated movies, primarily from Pixar and Disney, with characters that look almost real, but more like video games. That new direction of Hollywood, video games, and commerce are all colliding in the metaverse and NFT virtual reality space. So if you saw my first film, I'm not going to go super deep into it, but the film Esoteric Agenda, there was this guy, Michael Shaw, and he was talking about Agenda 21. And he was saying the plan is by the UN to get everybody into these mega cities. They are called smart cities for a reason. Now we start to understand it. I didn't understand it back in 2008 when I reported on this, but now I start to understand a lot more about what a smart city is. It's a device that you don't need to carry around in your pocket. You're in the device. In China, over 130 smart cities exist, and Alibaba, the algorithm, works with a lot of them to, in a sense, reroute the flow of traffic to keep from traffic jams. And that's a beautiful aspect of it, but the whole thing is really a digital device. You speak to it, it's got cameras, it's got microphones everywhere, it knows where you are, it's tracing and tracking everything. I didn't realize this when I made Esoteric Agenda, but the whole plan is to get all of the population into these megacities. Why? To let the rest of nature bounce back. Interesting thing about the rest of nature, it takes up a lot of the landmass, more so than the megacities. So this landmass that is going to be given back to nature will not be off limits to all humans, just most humans, which basically means you and me and most everybody that you know and the people who are allowed to go to these other places are probably people you will never meet with far more resources right now in this real world than you will ever come to imagine. And this is all part of Agenda 21. But I always asked myself back when I made that film, how would you get people 
to not revolt by being pushed into maybe 10% of the U.S. landmass, and this will be a global thing, but let's just stick with the U.S. How do you get people not to revolt against being pushed into these megacities? You get them to ask for it. You put them in this digitally immersive world. You give them these chemical cocktails and it feels good. Their avatar looks beautiful. You'll notice that in Ready Player One. The spoiler alert, the uh, female, the main female in there has a beautiful and very trendy and hip looking avatar. And in the real world, very beautiful woman with a birthmark covering half her face. She's not feeling good about it, so she feels better and more herself when she is in that digital world. How many people do you think would go along with the same thing? Instead of doing something to make themselves feel better in their real body, they will just outsource it and maybe this takes care of some of the problem, but they outsource it and they turn it completely digital. So the fake them can interact in this fake world and get basically digital currency, which is fake. It's vaporware. It could disappear at the first solar flare that comes and wipes out all of technology. And then what happens to people's minds after they've neuroplastically combined themselves with this avatar that is now no more. And we're in this post-apocalyptic world with all this digital infrastructure that doesn't work. And then all these unhealthy, sickly people that haven't seen the sun in months start coming out of the woodworks and realize that they're inside a prison system and they can't touch 90% of the nature that's around them. I don't know. I'm just a conspiracy theorist. What do I know? So what are the solutions? Do I believe that this is some conspiracy that's coming to take us out and completely enslave us? I believe that there are elements of that. Do I believe it's going to work? Never does. Hasn't yet. Not once in history have we been completely enslaved as an entire population of the human species. It's not that I don't think we can't go there. It's the fact that I believe that many people are actually waking up. And I don't believe that it is inherent inside using technology and going into the digital space that that is diminishing your human. I think it is definitely stretching the bandwidth that you have and many problems can come from that, but it is not inherent to be a problem to human existence. I think there is something we must explore because so many people are so interested in it. I do think it relieves us from having to exploit natural resources. I think there are some good things about this, but the first thing that needs to happen before any of the goodness can be extracted from what's happening right now is we need to wake up to what is intrinsically the gift of human existence. And that is something that only you can connect with right in the here and now by slowing yourself down, taking a breath of real air, and remembering who you are. Because I have to say, I remember who you are. And it's beautiful. I remember what this is. I'm part of a generation that is a dying breed that remembers a time before the internet. When we used to go out and ride our bikes for six, seven, eight hours a day, come back before dinner, that was the only rule. I remember that world. It's not all going away. I think the world is rapidly changing and we better wake up soon and learn how to adjust our stress response and our nervous system 
to a world that is, if not rapidly in decline, we are in a civilization that is forgetting where we've come from. There's a lot of danger that comes from that. There's a lot of beauty that also comes from forgetting. With that being said, I want you to remember that if you go over to benjosephstewart.com and you get access to these deeper dives, and today I'm going to have Rafe Kelly and Ben Metter in a short mini-doc that shows how you can use the biological world to immerse yourself more so in the real world to balance and give at least some kind of balance to the digital monopoly that's growing around us, then you might come to understand that not all of it is out to kill you and to degrade the human species, but it is a new direction that has a lot of dangers and we need all hands on deck. We need you, we really do. So with that being said, go over to benjosephstewart.com, become a higher tiered member than the $2 a month. $2 a month will get you all the deeper dives, which is just stuff that I don't share weekly. I don't share it here on YouTube. I share it weekly over there. If you become a higher tier member, you will get access to the Charles Eisenstein doc, this Ben Metter and Rafe Kelly doc. And then from there, there are going to be many more mini docs that do exactly what I'm explaining in this episode, which is teach us through the awakening protocols, which are protocols that help us deal with an awakening process and deal with the byproducts that come from awakening. And that all this content will help us understand that the world we are moving into does have beauty and there is a gift inherent within it. And we can find that. We can know it. We can swim within it. And we can gift it on and pay it forward to the rest of humanity. But we must develop that skill. It is an art form. And I wish to gift all of you my best understanding and the best practices I've come up with over decades of working on this stuff to help you understand that the gift is here. But you need to own it like a magician owns the knowing of what they are about to enact in the real world. With that being said, I love you all. Thank you for taking this microdose of infinity and I'll catch you all next time on Waking Infinity.